Hi, Linda Phils here. Welcome to my show where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. So let's get started. I want to welcome everyone to our podcast today. We are so excited to have with us Mireille Carrera, CEO of Cora Coaching Group, all the way from Rwanda. Welcome, Mireille. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Linda, for having me. Pleasure. Well, I'm appreciating the fact that you have put us on your schedule as you have visited several places in the United States. And here we are in my office, divine appointment, two ladies that love coaching and love helping people step into their destiny. And I've thoroughly enjoyed our morning of brainstorming and just being able to talk shop. Mm -hmm. Is that rare for you as a woman leader in the coaching industry? Talk to us a little bit about what some of our leaders are facing who are at the head of burgeoning companies and industries. Mm. Yeah, so well, I obviously also enjoyed our brainstorming moment this morning and it's so refreshing to be on the receiving end of it. So when you brainstorm with like-minded people like you, one learns something. So I learned a lot from you, Linda. I learned a number of things that I could do differently. So that was my takeaway, at least from the session we had this morning. Now, to your question, what's happening really among the leaders? So I guess we can divide that into two. So there are male leaders and female leaders. The way we process things is a difference, right? So what I have seen with male leaders, CEOs that we coach, is that men tend to initially internalize issues and they tend to feel lonely unless they have an executive coach. So when they come across challenges, it can become a lonely journey for them. So when we coach executives, what the impression I've had from various ones I can even picture as I speak is that it takes a little bit longer to get them to admit the feelings and the emotions that they have, which may not be positive ones. But as they become familiar with who you are and what you do as a coach, then they open up easily and becomes an easier way for for you as an executive coach to help them move from the place where they are stuck to the place where they can actually be more productive. So that's from the male point of view. From the female point of view, when we coach women leaders, it's much easier because they are like us. I personally find it easier to connect with women leaders because the way we are wired is different. We talk about our emotions much easier than men, so to speak. But that doesn't mean that you get to the core of the issue. What I see with women is that they may come with a story, but you have to dig, you have to mine all the way so that you get to the bottom of the actual issue. So you get a lot of quantity of information but not the quality of the issue you need to have, which is the opposite of men. So men don't talk much, but when they do talk, you get to see how, when, what is exactly the issue they need help with. So that's in a nutshell what I see. Well, that is a great read to hear from your perspective and your expertise in the coaching industry, Marie Ray. Thank you so much. I've equally learned from you today, and the iron sharpening iron is... Mm. 
so invigorating and so positive and so motivating. And I think that's why we all want a coach. We all need somebody in our lives who understands what our goals are, can help us have a safe conversation to get to the end of it, male or female. There is a way to get from here to where you want to be. So that's pretty exciting. I want to tell you that I appreciate your work so much and your heart so much. I came across an article that you wrote not so long ago talking about the advantages or benefits of being born. Yeah. What was the title exactly? Benefits for being born. <laughs> well, we're all born, so please enlighten <laughs> us. So what are some of the benefits of being born? Well, first of all, I'll have to tell why I came up with that title. That is something I was inspired to write on my birthday or a little after my birthday, uh, where during the whole week in the month of May, I was really showered with love from my friends, from my colleagues, and also families. So I've had three separate occasions to celebrate my birthday within a week. Awesome. And the week has seven days and I have three celebrations within seven days. So obviously as a coach, I always ask myself, why is that now? Why not five years ago? Why not 10 years ago that I was celebrated so heavily and beautifully? So, and, and as I was thinking, I, I realized that it's because I have taken some time for me to really know exactly why I was born. And because I know why I was born, and I was born to help people become who they can truly be. So uh, with that, people appreciate who I am. People appreciate who I am and they give back. So as I thought more about who I am and what I do, I realized that we are blessed, we have benefits, in truly going through the steps of discovering your identity and your identity obviously leads into knowing your destiny so your destiny is usually linked to helping people and the response that you get is all of that love for me it was you know multiple birthday cakes yeah my sports coach was not quite happy about <laughs> but it was a display of we thank you for being who you are. We thank you for speaking into our lives. We thank you for seeing the beauty in us and, and that. So if I'm understanding you correctly, the fact that you owned your own destiny yeah. with greater strength and intention, yeah. would you say that attracted other people to you and even made rise up in their hearts a desire to celebrate the woman you are? Yes, there is that. And I think generally when we awaken to the fact that we are there to serve, we are there to make a difference in whichever sphere we operate in, clearly you attract the people you are meant to impact. That is one thing. I heard a speaker last week saying that, come on people, you need to discover what you are meant to do because there are people waiting. Definitely. Yeah, destiny is connected to you. So in my case, yes, I agree that there are people connected to me who are waiting for me to manifest who I am so I can impact them so they can also become who they are. So we all of are connected. And if I'm not playing my part, which is really to manifest who I am, there are thousands and thousands of people around me that will be waiting and waiting for the manifestation of who I am. 
I love the perspective you're bringing to this idea that is really a cry of the human heart mm -hmm. at every age in some form or fashion. And regardless of whether you're male or female or what country you're in, you are sitting here in my office near Kansas City from Rwanda. And in a short time, two people who love the same thing have discovered that the cry of the human heart is the same around the globe. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think we are all created the same. We are wired. It's like a computer. We are wired to have the same needs, the same wants, the same longing. And those longings are connection, love, and manifestation of who we are. Think Abraham Maslow, if you're familiar with the hierarchy of needs. So at the end of the day, we all want to self-actualize, to use his term. But for me, I think it's to fulfill our destiny and calling. So whether you are in East Africa, where I'm from, or you are in Kansas City, where you are here, where we are here now, or you are in Australia, or you are in London, we all have the same needs and longing, but they are expressed differently. I think that the body of Christ is such a beautiful way to envision what this looks like with the whole earth, which will one day give glory to God. Amen. What would you say today, Mireille, to the man or woman listening to this who says, you know, I used to think about these things. I used to have a burning purpose in my heart, but maybe I've put it on the shelf. Maybe I've decided I just made it up. Maybe mm -hmm. through the disappointments of life, I've kind of gotten knocked off center with my purpose. What would you say to that person if they were sitting here with us? Like, what are one or two bits of advice that you would hand them that would say, look, here's the next step for you? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's so many people who are exactly where you are, what you just described, and so many statistics, and I heard one recently that said that 95% of people never really get to fulfill their destiny and calling. Now that is tragic. That is that's tragic and it is sad. And that means really it's 5% of the whole world that gets to see manifestations of the sons of God, which I believe is um, Romans 8. So recently I got led by the Holy Spirit to actually think about people not following the dreams, being people who rob God from the investments in them. Meaning, we all know about Malachi 3.8 that says that we rob God from if we don't tithe, right? But we right. also rob God if we do not manifest the gifts and the talents he has deposited in us. So he needs to withdraw that. So what I would say to the person listening right now is that you know the truth. The truth is in your heart. The truth is that longing, is that dream, is that voice that has always told you to do that specific thing. That is the voice of truth. However, maybe you gave up because you listened to the wrong voice, which is the voice of doubt, fear, anxiety, and really not having faith in God. So I agree with you that so many motivational speakers out there, but we do not have enough for the 7.5 billion people that are on this earth, almost 8 billion. So if 5% of 8 billion are only manifesting that, I think there is still more to be done by motivational speakers, coaches, so that 
people truly get to believe that they themselves can do what they were born to do, it's not easy. Nobody said that it would be easy. Even Jesus promised that we will have trouble, trials, and tribulation. But lo, we will overcome if he has overcome. You have gone through that, Linda. I have gone through that myself. The first two to three years of starting up a new business, if you want to become a Joseph and create a business, you can be sure that the initial two to three years are tough. They are difficult, they are not easy, but once you have overcome that first startup phase, then you become the expert in your field. And that means you create the impact that you initially see in yourself, create in your mind, and that God has given to you. So my message really is, get going, start. <laughs> if you know it from God, do it, sister. Do it, brother. You will overcome. There will be glory out there that will be given to God. So please do not rob God from the investment that he has put in you when you were born because you can do it no matter what. That is powerful. What a wonderful encouragement you have voiced. And I feel uh, the Lord's presence on that. And we know that will be a great blessing to those listening to this podcast. Mireille, thank you for coming to this side of the world so that we can meet and have these wonderful conversations. I look forward to tracking with you in the future thank and you. all the great things that God has for you with Cora Coaching Group. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.